Well, a very good evening to each and every one of you. Joining me, Miss Belinda Scandal and... Miranda McCaffrey. And... Caroline Whitehead. Caroline Whitehead, I know. Faced in. How are you, my love? Are you all right? I am. I'm all right. Flower stealing that from Flower, you. thanks. Oh. Cheers. Very nice. <laughs> okay. how, how are you doing? You all right? Have you had a good week? I have, yeah. What have you been up to? Have you seen anything good? Comedy. You've been what? Seeing, seeing and doing some stand-up comedy at the Thirsty Scholar. In Wigan? No, here. Oh, Wigan here. Well, right. I was in Wigan. What was you doing in Wigan, please? I was doing a musical all about George Orwell, because he spent a lot of time in Wigan. Got my book, uh, The Road to Wigan Pier, signed by his son and everything. He's, he's, oh, by his son? By his son. God, he must be getting on a bit. He's about 84. Yeah, that's lovely, so. though. He was lovely. It was a really, really good time. He'll be grateful for the day out, won't he? Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> so, we've got a marvellous show lined up today, haven't we? We are. We really, really have. Do, do you want to tell everybody else on the show? Well, we've, we've got a musical performance. We've got a musical performance from our lovely child with them. Everybody, <laughs> at the end of the show, we're going to be talking to him in a little while as well. What else have we got, please? We're also going to be talking about, I don't know if we can see it, so we're this lovely little beer right here. Beer, beer, uh, everybody. Beer Hold it I still. Woman for International Women's Day. I love that song. Love that song. We'll talk about that in a bit. That song, roar. I like that. I am woman, hear me roar. Roar like a tiger. Like a lion. Terrifying. Was that good? Yeah. That was almost butch, wasn't it? Uh, what else have we got today? We're also um, meeting a gentleman called uh, Stuart Landon, everybody. And he's going to be talking to us about a brand new book that celebrates the wonderful world of the LGBTness, everybody, back in a certain genre that I kind of affiliate quite strongly with, everybody. So he'll be joining us in a little while's time. But first, though, our Caroline was lucky enough to speak to an opera diva the other day, mm -hmm. weren't you, my love? Yeah, yeah. I calmed down my divaness just to let her shine because she is an absolute legend. And she's due to appear at the Lowry very, very soon. Where are we at? She's due to appear at the Lowry <laughs> very, very soon, everybody. So let's have a little chat with this lovely lady. This is all about a bit of Carmen and Crystal E. Williams. <laughs> Opera North opened its autumn season at Leeds Grand Theatre with Bizet's Carmen in October 2021. And they're back at the Lowry on Thursday the 10th of March 2022. This is Opera North's first new production of Carmen in over a decade. Directed by Edward Dick, it is conducted by Anthony Hermes. Crystal E. Williams sings Carmen alongside Sebastien Guez as Don Jose one of the most popular operas ever written. The themes of Carmen, femininity, desire, violence, and dangerous masculinity. Audiences can look forward to unforgettable melodies, such as the Habanera and the Torador song. This new production turns the idea of Carmen, an opera by a man based on a book by a man about the downfall of a man on its head to look at the story from the point of view of a woman struggling to survive in a toxic male dominated environment. Hi, Crystal. Hello. <laughs> Lovely to see you. How are you liking the north of England? I love it. I absolutely love it. Honestly, the UK has been like a second home to me since I stepped foot on this land. And it's it's been a wonderful, wonderful time here. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Well, well, first of all, before we get into Carmen, because that's that's what we're going to talk about in a little bit. I want to find out about the little the little Crystal E. Williams. <laughs> what? There she is. 
What was the first thing she heard that made her think, I can sing opera? Oh, well, well, um, we, Crystal, we, Crystal E. Williams, uh, grew up in Portsmouth, Virginia, um, a large family, the youngest of five. And my mom um, and my dad, they encouraged us to, to you know, take piano and, and you know, I, I took martial arts as well. And and just be creative, be outdoors, be into all of the all of everything, basically. And so uh, it was probably my sixth or seventh grade year of middle school when there was something called the tour. Uh, the Governor's School for the Arts was touring touring in my area, and there was this man, Robert Brown, who's since passed away. Uh, he was playing at the piano, and funny enough. Uh, he was playing uh, the children's chorus from Carmen. And so he was singing. He was the, you know, the duo of, of, of the vocal department at the Governor's School for the Arts at the time with Alan Fisher. And he was playing and singing and, and this large black man's back was vibrating. And I, I was drawn to, to the vibrations, literally. And so I, I, I was kind of hovering over him. <laughs> And and I, I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the with with these vibrations. And I asked the director at the time, Alan Fisher, how I could participate in this world of of whatever was happening. At, you know, and he said, "Well, you should take this aria. It was Voice Zapete. Memorize it and come and audition for us." So I memorized it. I always tell the story to this day. My entire family can recite all the words along <laughs> with me. And um, and I auditioned and I got in. Now. When growing up, I, you know, I, I played Sunday school and church and um, we sang in church. There wasn't a children, a youth choir or anything, but I, I sang in church. And my parents, we had, you know, everything from the temptations. There was gospel. There was, you know, whatever my older siblings, because I was the youngest, whatever they were listening to, some subliminally it was getting in as well. Mm. Um, and then, there, you know, we had CDs and, and PBS was on. So we'd watch um, I think the first opera I ever saw was Il Trovatore, but you know there was Porgy and Bess. We had CDs uh, of Mozart, and it was just a, a huge mix of, of music in my home. Um, but I got the, the the bug when I I was accepted into the Governor's School for the Arts in my freshman year. We took a trip to New York City, and uh, we went to the Tower of Records uh, and Leontine Price, fantastic, fabulous, one of the top sopranos in the world of yeah. all times, uh, she was singing something on one of those monitors. I cannot tell you what she was singing, but I was glued to the floor. No, it was feeling. probably and undoubtedly in another language. This is, you know, I don't know, 13-year-old Crystal E just like standing there. And I asked the director, Alan Fisher, I said, how can I, how can I help people singing opera? Now, a little bit prior, a little bit more history. I always wanted to help people. My sister, one sister was chemistry, one sister is physics, and I was going to be biology. So together we were going to cure all the diseases in the world. We were going to just, you know, do everything and just be fantastic and, and help people. Amazing I family. Always, yes, I always wanted to help people. And so I was a bit conflicted and I asked the director, how can I help people singing and he said you can help them through the music so that's literally what I've been doing ever since trying to help people one note at a time it brings you to the door of one of the most popular operas ever written how did how did this come about long story I asked Christine Chibnall and she said Graham Vick had said in passing well or maybe not in passing but he said um 
well, if I were doing Carmen, I know who I would who I would have. I, I would I would have Crystal E. Williams. And so I think that kind of put the bug uh, in their ear. And so then I, I came over to to have a working session with uh, David Cowan of of Upper North as well and the director. And um, as they say, the rest is history. Why should somebody come and see um, come and see uh, Carmen at the Lowry? What what would you what was your what would be your advice? Oof, my advice. Um, hmm. I would say, first of all, it's a great piece of theater. It's 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 beautiful. The the costumes, the wigs, the the sets, uh, the music is fantastic. Um, the drama. I mean, I love a good drama. Uh, who doesn't? Uh, there, you know, there's uh, tragedy. There's passion. There's a bit of laughter. Um, not so much, but there is. It is there, uh, and and it's for me. Carmen embodies what we all would would hope to achieve. That that what we all think of as as integrity and and self confidence and 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 this kind of strength, this inner strength, in spite of uh, unconceivable odds, um, inconceivable odds. So you have this this woman who, no matter what, seeks liberty, seeks truth seeks um seeks everything that that she's probably envisioned for years you know we don't have her whole backstory we don't know everything that's happened but we know that we can relate to this woman because we all have a backstory that more than more likely than not no one knows no one knows our struggles no one knows why we've made the choices that we've made in our lives and so when we go and we see someone like Carmen she embodies what we would hope that we would have in ourselves if confronted with a similar situation, that we could stand firm in our beliefs, that we could stand true to who we are and who we wish to be, that we could, in spite of everything and, and everyone, that at the end, we could hold our head up high and say, I am going to go out the way I choose, that I did not compromise, that I did not did not allow myself to 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 fall and to to fail and and that falling and that failing is not uh, according to anyone else's mind but but according to my own so for me she embodies this light that yeah. that that we all can see and we all can relate to that we all would hope that that you know we could see in ourselves <laughs> So there you go. Hey, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that, you know. It looks good. La 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 <laughs> You've clearly seen Carmen. Wasn't before. she fabulous, Carolyn? She's fabulous. I can't, I'm, I'm going to opening night tomorrow night. I can't mm. wait. It's going to be exciting, isn't it? Yes. Hey, do you have a favourite bit? Um, yes. The, um, you fall for me, I fall for you. That, you know, she gets all sassy. Oh, yeah. Start shaking oh, yeah. everything. I literally don't know at all. Oh, I don't. Yes. One person that does know about music is our guest that joins in. Now, now he's only, how old are you, Flower? 16. 16, 16. And already he's got one of these wonderful sort of 
really heavy, wonderful, beautiful album, EPs yes. as they call them these days, coming out. This is Charlie with him. He's going to sing out for us later in the show. But well, first of all, welcome to the show now. And uh, tell us a bit about this lovely album of yours. Do we call it an album or EP? What, what's, what, what's, what's, it's, it's, it's more of an EP, isn't it? It is an EP, It's, yeah. it's called Denial now. So what exactly does that mean to you? So hopefully before I leave college, I am going to do five EPs and they're based on the five stages of grief. So you've got um, Denial, which is this one. Mm-hmm. And soon is going to be Anger, followed by Bargaining. And then depression and acceptance, which equals to the five. Yeah. Um, it's just a project to do, and they're all going to be sort of different to each other to show any label that may or may not be interested that this is what I can do. But what made you want to do this as a specific kind of task? Because you know that it's, it's quite a strong subject, realistically, especially for a 16 year old. So, what made you really want to go for that? I mean, I've had a lot of loss um, in, the, in my life so far. And I mean, I'm only young, so there's probably going to be more to come throughout writing these, yeah. um, these EPs. And um, like I've lost my grandma, my family is basically just my mum and my dad. Um, so that's probably one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this. And how do you go about creating an album like this or an EP like this or even individual songs? Where do you start? What's the, what's the creative journey for you? Well, you've got to write a song. You've got to know what you want to write about. You've got to be passionate what you want to write about. If you don't know what you're going to write about, then you're not going to get a, a, a song. And if you're not passionate about it, then if it doesn't roll out of you and it's um, stubborn, and doesn't want to come out, then it's not going to be good. And do they change? So they start off as one idea, do they end up as a different idea, or do they generally with you stay as one thing? So, so yeah, sometimes you might be sort of um, adhering to one idea, and then it will turn an entirely different route, which is definitely what this EP is. It's very wavy. It's very like, you'll have a chill song, and then next minute it'll be crazy, and you'll be like, whoa, it's a very um, sonic journey. So you definitely give a bit, a bit of a journey to go on as to listen through. I know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to um, this song. What song are you doing at the end of the show for us? It's called Honest. Um, Honest. Yeah. Look forward to that. In the meantime, thank you very much for thank now. Much, Stay where you are, though, Flower. Don't move, because we like to see what's going on all around Manchester. And uh, Ash is going to tell us exactly what's on. Here's your roundup of what's on across Greater Manchester. Kers is being brought to life from the 10th of March to the 2nd of April at the Octagon Theatre in Bolton. A moving coming-of-age story set in 1960s Yorkshire about how a young boy's life has changed when he meets the Kestrel Hawk. Disney classic Bedknobs and Broomsticks has made its world premiere as an exciting new stage musical and is enjoying rave reviews from critics and audiences alike. It's on at the Lowry from the 15th to the 19th of March. In need of a giggle? Why not join multi-award nominated comedian and proper proud gay mancunian Stephen Bailey live at the Frog and Bucket on Wednesday the 16th of March. And taking place in iconic venues across Greater Manchester, Submerge Festival presents its first festival of experimental, international performance, music and visual art in the north with artists from across the globe alongside the next generation of UK creatives. Remember, if you have an event you'd like us to mention, just drop us a line. Contact us at yourmcr.com. Absolutely so much going on around Manchester. And one thing that's happening this week is the launch of a book which basically looks like a scrapbook of my... Um, your, your childhood, my, really? My childhood. <laughs> and here to tell us a little bit about it is the uh, is the author of that book. This is Stuart uh, Lydon, everybody. And he joins us now. Hello and welcome, sir. Good evening. How are you? Very exciting week for you this week, isn't it? Launching this book. I'm exhausted. I've just literally got back from Manchester, half uh, from London, half an hour ago. You see, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> Which was what the nineties was all about, wasn't it? It was a very hedonistic time of, of living, and you managed to capture it with all these fantastic photos that are in your brand new book. 
Yeah, well, it was, uh, back in the 1990s, I was doing photography for Gay Times and All Points North. And, yeah. Um, uh, running around the bars and clubs from Birmingham to Newcastle and Manchester and Liverpool and the, and the one horse, what I call the one horse towns, you know, like Huddersfield and Barnsley and Oldham. And, um, and so I got to see everything from the big glamorous clubs to the small bars in local communities. There really was so much going on in the 90s, and you managed to capture some massive 90s names, some big names, uh, such as uh, Boy George, for instance, yeah. and there was Julian Clary. I mean, these were massive names, and these were all people that were basically just joining in, and actually, throughout your book, they actually say how important uh, the 90s was to them. Yeah, was, uh, so we um, when I was editing the book, um, basically... I kept, back when I took the photographs, you have to remember, they were all on 35mm film. There was no digital cameras. Um, and I, I'd kept the negatives. And I was so bored in lockdown, like a lot of people. You know, we've all got that project at home that we'll get round to doing one day. Yeah, we've Absolutely. all got that. Uh, well, this was it. And I, I sat down and scanned all these, all these negatives. It took me a year. Um, and then I teamed up with a guy called Joe Ingham, who was my editor. And between us, we, we spent another year editing down the photographs um, into the book. Excuse me. Chew. Bless um, you. That's London for you. Um, <laughs> and um, in, when we're going through the process, all these celebrities kept popping up. So, like you say, there was Boy George and Julian Clary at the um, at the village, at the um, Gay Pride in Manchester, and um, we thought, wouldn't it be great if we could contact them and see if they'd write something for the book? So we did, and they have. So peppered through the book, um, where they crop up, um, Paul O'Grady as Lily Savage wrote a beautiful little piece. Um, Boy George, as we've said, uh, Sue Pollard, um, who oh, we know about Sue, so, yes, close and personal but, with our say. <laughs> well, Sue rocked up at the book launch in London last night, which was a great thrill wow. for everybody. So, um, that was just and somebody had asked me if there was any celebrity stories to tell. So, I said, Well, let me tell you about Sue Pollard and the incident with the Portaloo. Which um, which did bring some laughs, but you know. So what was the What's incident with the, the, the portal? We need to know. Oh, I can't tell you that. But I <laughs> she no, it was backstage at uh, at Pride in in uh, in Manchester when it was in Sackville in the days when it was in Sackville Park in the early nineties. Oh yes, yeah. And uh, there was Portaloo backstage, and and Sue went to the Portaloo, but when she came out, it was like she fell over her own feet. So she, she sort of half stumbled, half bounded out, trying to make it look graceful. But the only problem was she was like the Andrex puppy. She had got the toilet roll attached to her shoe. So she was trexing across the backstage area, trying to adjust herself and stand up straight while dragging a whole roll of toilet roll behind her. So it was, You've done uh, that before. I've, I've done that many a time, yeah. I mean, it is. The 90s was such a wonderful time, wasn't it, really? It was just... Brilliant party times. It was a time of you know just enjoying it. Well, that's how I remember well, that is, it. Well, yeah, because it, when, when you when you look through the pictures of it, obviously, even even as someone who who didn't grow up through that era of what it was like no. in queer culture, yeah, it invokes so many emotions through yes. it, and the way that you've come across with it, you you 
clearly find some images that people are probably going to sit there and go, I remember that happening. Oh, I've had loads of comments like that. So, so when I'd scanned the photographs, I thought, what will I do with them now? So I, I thought, I'll be lazy. I'll just set up an Instagram account because some people might want to see what they looked like. And you get those comments. Oh, my God, what was I wearing? Look at my hair. I had hair. You get all of those. And then people sharing um, the sadder stories about loved ones that they've lost. And I've had a few people who've contacted me and um, and, and, and shared stories and, and, and that I've shared photographs that they haven't got of, of loved ones that they've lost. So there's the whole gamut of things. The funniest one um, was was somebody who'd been following the Instagram for months. And uh, they said, finally, I've been following this account for months. At last, somebody I've shagged. <laughs> <laughs> and, why, and why not? Of course. Finally. Yeah, it's, good to, it's good to reminisce. It is. Well, absolutely. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> at least they can remember them. Remember them, uh, you know. You're, you're doing the launch at New York, aren't you, this week? Yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, so Friday night at uh, the New York Bar in Manchester. Um, so there will be copies of the book available and a lot of people who live in Manchester area are coming to pick up their pre-orders. So yeah. it should be a really good night. Emma Goswell from BBC Radio Manchester is coming along to do a Q&A. Um, so it should be good fun. It's going to be marvellous and we look forward to that. And yeah. so that's New York. What time? Oh, you have to ask me. I think it's about 8 o'clock. I think it's at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. There we go. 8 8 p.m. New York, New York. A wonderful night out. I've really enjoyed flicking through this book. I've really enjoyed it. It's definitely one that people should fully get engrossed in if they were around in the 90s or indeed if they want to remember what the 90s was. Uh, One final question, Stuart. Do you think if you were to take pictures of the club scene these days, it would be as enticing and exciting for people? I'm not sure. I, I mean, the, the, the scene has, has evolved and it's changed, hasn't it? You know, and, and back in those days, there was no mobile phones. Um, the, people these days, they, they, they want to use all the different apps to, to make themselves look young and beautiful like me. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and I think people are a bit more self-conscious. Um, but the publications aren't there to publish them either. In those days, the, the pictures, there was no internet. You know, the, the oh. pictures went in the magazines and the newspapers. And, and, and that was part of the joy of it. You know, this, this, today, the pictures are instant, aren't they? You know, you take a picture and you can look at the picture instantly. In those days, I took your picture in March and you might not see it until May in a magazine by which time you're quite keen on seeing it, you know. So, yeah. uh, but now it's more instant. And I'm, so I'm not sure what that situation would be. But I don't know if you've noticed in the pictures the, uh, how, how people, things have changed because people point them out to me all the time, new ones about, oh, there's no fake tans. Um, Definitely no, not. Obviously, there's no mobile phones in the pictures, but there's lots of cans. You know, there's cans of red stripe and breaker in all the pictures. And very um, little posing as well, which is very fantastic. Li- very little posing and, um, and and very few tattoos. True, very true. Yeah, well, there's a thought too. to ponder on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're out of time for now, Stuart, but thank That's you so right. much for joining thank us today. You. And the uh, the best of luck with this fantastic book. Get behind it, everybody. Out and about, um, 
with our lovely Stuart um, Linden Rhodes yes. there, everybody. You Absolutely fantastic. On Friday at 8pm at New York, New York. Oh, you're good, you are, aren't you? I well? am, I Go am. on, do the next link then, go on. All right, next up, we have got R. Healy with On The Bar. Hi, I'm Hayley and welcome to this week's On The Box. How's everyone doing? The first film I would love to recommend is Save The Last Dance. Sarah is a ballerina with huge ambitions, but sadly her mother dies and she has to move away and move in with her dad, who she barely knows. She has to go to a new high school and there she meets Derek and Derek helps her to audition for the school of her dreams. There is also Dare Me. That is a series about loyalties and relationships among a cheerleading team. That is on Netflix. And on the 25th of March, the second series of Bridgerton airs. Woo! Can't wait. And also the new film, West Side Story. Steven Spielberg's version of West Side Story is also now out on Disney+. Plus. That's it from me. I shall catch you next time. And remember, stronger together. Bye. It's Joe Brittany, Neuroscult's in performance coach for another minute of Mojo. Do you ever find yourself navigating highly charged emotions? Maybe that's anger or frustration, or perhaps you feel very overwhelmed, anxious or worried. If that's the case, you're likely to be stuck in this part of the brain. Your midbrain, which you might know of as your fight or flight centre. And I have a character who lives there, who can take over inappropriately and not be very helpful at times. And I call him Frankenstein. Now, Frankenstein is actually a life-saving gift when we need him. If our life is under threat or in imminent danger, we need Frankenstein to help us mobilise and take action. So whether that is to genuinely fight for our life or to flee. However, he also gets activated inappropriately, sometimes at the level of our thoughts. And sometimes some of those thoughts are not very helpful. What we really need to do is to calm him down and to access the front of the brain, which I call my Einstein genius. But the problem with Einstein is that he is a bit of a prima donna at times and he gets tired really, really quickly. But he is the part of the brain that gives us access to things like compassion, to creativity, to problem solving. So we really need to keep him healthy and fuel him with the stuff that he needs. And that includes regular exercise, good sleep, good hydration and really nutritious food. So a healthy balance of good fats, good protein, and slow release carbohydrate. Check out your diet to make sure you're giving your brain the food it needs to help you navigate daily life more healthily and productively. I'll be back next time for another minute of mojo. In the meantime, you can connect with me on my Instagram account, joebritton.mojo. Hello my lovely weather watchers and welcome to this week's weather forecast with me Paul Rudd and I'm back in my garden this week. It looks sunny today and there is going to be some sun this week for Manchester but it's looking like rain as well and there will be some fog and frost about so just be careful on those roads and get your cars the ice in the mornings. Let's check out this week's weather details. 
Here it comes. All right, Thursday is looking cloudy with a temperature of 13 degrees Celsius. Friday is looking like rain with a temperature of 13 degrees Celsius. Come to the weekend right now, Saturday is looking sunny and cloudy with the temperatures of 12 degrees Celsius and Sunday is looking cloudy with the temperatures of 12. And okay, okay, we're getting the sun right now, but it is going to be a bit breezy around the rear. So get nice and warm if you can. And I'm going to leave you right now with this thought. The greater your storm, the brighter your rainbow. Back to the studio right now for this week's brilliant episode of Your Manchester. Your memories have faded away Do you remember when I told you that I love you? Wish you the best, my dear Time stops so still when you weren't ticking anymore Fragile family has been smashed to this Oh, it was you that held us together Take my breath away So I can see you another day me like you did back then when I bumped my head jumping on the bed I'll be honest I want knowledge this I'll be honest I want knowledge this my guardian angel she made everything alright Problems disappear, you was my light And you Far from existence And take my Breath away So I can see you Another day me like you did back then when I put my head jumping on the bed I'll be honest I want knowledge this I'll be honest I want knowledge this I want knowledge this I want knowledge this
Like you did back then When I bumped my head Jumping on the bed You gave all you had to me in memory Best friend and mother always there for me And I miss you I miss you